Welcome back to the Plant Power Podcast. My name is Ian Beckles. We're hanging out here in the Dignitary Velvet Room. And first and foremost, let me give some love to Cure Leaf uh, for making this happen. There's Cure Leafs all over the Tampa area. Uh, I don't know the number now, but if you drive a mile in any direction, you will pass a Cure Leaf somewhere. I pro- promise you. Uh, I love their service, and uh, it's all about choices, if you know what I'm saying. So, also, Mitra 9, for anybody who has not hip to Mitra 9, come by Dignitary Tea and Kava House. We have the best kava and kratom in town, but if you're not into that, you can bring home a Mitra 9. And uh, if you want to just purchase some, you can go to their website and uh, use Dignitary in a promo code, and uh, you'll get a discount. So, you got to show them some love that way. So, uh, there's so many things that happen in the cannabis realm and in the Tampa area. Florida is just uh, uh, an interesting state when it comes to regulations. And uh, I don't know if if interesting is the right word. Um, I'm just kind of an outsider in this realm because we're about to open up a smoke shop, but that's not really what we do. We're more of a kava house, but we're going to open up a smoke shop. So we're going to have some glass and we're going to be dealing with some uh, Delta 9 and some Delta 8 and all those different things like that that we got to get more hip to. But I was kind of... I'm from the outside looking at some people that were upset about something going on in the hemp industry and I didn't really know what was going on and I brought these two people with me right here who know a lot more than I do about what's going on first to my right we have Yomira Panero how are you I'm doing well how are you I'm doing well tell everybody what you do first and foremost um, my name is Yomira Pinero. I'm the CEO and founder of a premium hemp company called cure a life um, and we we're inspired by the cigar rolling in Tampa Bay. And so we reinvented the cigars into uh, hand-rolled pre-rolls um, for Tampa Bay. And, and now, um, you know, we distribute to the whole state. So we'd be really impacted with these bills if they no do doubt. pass the House and Senate. No doubt. Well, we're going to indulge in some of your uh, pre-rolls after the show. Perfect. Yeah, you, you want to do before the show, and you know, I didn't want to get my uh, my voice uh, all raspy, so we'll do we'll do it afterwards. And uh, the young man to my uh, left here, uh, Tom Quigley, uh, really helped me out getting this place uh, off off the ground. Helped me out with uh, when we first started off with some kava and stuff like that. Uh, and first of all, how are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing for doing great. Having me out here, this place looks amazing. Thank you. We uh, it changes every single day. Come back tomorrow; it's going to be different again. Uh, tell everybody what you do. So my name is Tom Quigley. I entered the cannabis industry um, almost 10 years ago as a patient. I had a mass on my pancreas back in 2013. Um, we didn't have a law here in Florida, so I worked with a number of other advocates to help to pass legal cannabis here in Florida. I've been working with a lot of different companies, helping them launch like uh, Dignitary and Mm -hmm. uh, House of Jane, Jane's Brew Cannabis Companies. So I've been on both sides of the fence. Um, My wife owns Chill Coffee, which is a uh, coffee, cannabinoids and wellness for every experience. Uh, We have two stores in the Tampa Bay area. And uh, right now I'm just really helping people to understand a little bit more about not just cannabis, but plant-based medicine as a whole. Okay. So once again, I said, I'm not directly in the hemp but we kind of are uh and we're going to be a lot more involved in hemp going forward with the smoke shop for sure um when i say there's a to-do going on in the hemp industry uh miss yomira what what is happening exactly so right now there are two bills that mm-hmm. you would say fly by night right um that were proposed one from the state uh senate and one from the house um the language in the bill 
would be detrimental to our hemp industry mm. as as it was written originally okay um it's some understanding that they're making some amendments or they're listening to the industry um but the way that the original bill was written it would be um detrimental to 10,000 businesses in the state of florida okay. over 180,000 jobs would be lost along with the 10,000 businesses and then millions of consumers sure. um would uh, be felons by July 1st if they were to be caught with Delta 8 or any other um, hemp-derived cannabinoids. And why is this Why is this happening, okay, Tom? I mean, Delta 8, uh, I've seen it here and there and everywhere. I'm not, that's not really my thing, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm a cannabis guy, okay? Yeah, okay? But it's an offshoot of it. Uh, I, I have no problem with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I enjoy it every once in a while, but what what's it to do and what's the issue now this has been around a long time nobody's there's been no issues why all of a sudden is this hemp in delta nine and, and and all these things delta eight the worst things in the world well you know let's go back okay. to when um everything was legalized so the state of florida enacted some rules to, through the department of agriculture with nikki freed um, and Holly Bell a number of years ago that allowed businesses, the 10,000 businesses that are open right now in the state of Florida, to operate under what is the federal farm bill. Okay. So in 2018, we signed the federal farm bill, or Donald Trump signed the federal farm bill, which allowed CBD products, which are derived from hemp, to be produced. Um, it limited the amount of Delta 9 THC, and that's the THC that we're all familiar with uh, that distinguishes hemp from marijuana. Okay. So cannabis has two strains, hemp and marijuana. Um, they both have very similar properties. They have cannabinoids. Yep. Um, however, hemp is legal to be sold in stores that are gas stations, coffee shops, smoke shops mm -hmm. um, under federal law. Mm -hmm. So that enacted. Um, so over the last two years, over 10,000 stores have gotten their permit and they distribute products that are very similar to what you can buy in a medical marijuana dispensary. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, the marijuana dispensaries, I don't think they're very happy about that. Um, they've That's had to clear. spend millions of dollars to get a license and to them, um, the hemp industry or people that are in the hemp industry like myself, they think it's the wild, wild west, mm. unfortunately. So what I'd like to say with that is I'm a, I'm a 36 year old Hispanic female, right? Okay. As you can see. Um, the way that the medical marijuana laws were written mm -hmm. caused for them to write themselves out of the market share. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because um, they put a very specific word in there and the language is so important. Vertical integration. Correct. Vertical integration automatically only allows a certain group of um investors or people sure. with money to be able to play ball, I guess you can Correct. say now. I'm out. Um, I'm, you're I'm, out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so that language that they wrote into their own law um, caused for them to be out. Why? Out a lot of money mm -hmm. because it's from seed to sale. So by the time they, they go from the farm to the, their processing to their distribution, they're already out of pocket so much money. Sure. They're, it's, 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 it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. I think what else is unfortunate is, I think uh, Big Pharma used to be against cannabis, okay? And cannabis was so not Big Pharma. I think as soon as it became legal, it became Big Pharma immediately, okay? Right. And it eliminated everybody to where you would think 
the right thing to do. Like I had, I had Fab Five Freddy here a couple weeks ago interviewing him. And I mean, he, when you talk about goes down to the roots of cannabis, he's oh, yeah. talking about, you know, smoking with like people like Miles Davis back in the day, oh, wow. like people, crazy people in New York, you know, mm -hmm. but th what cannabis has gone through and, and where we're going, it's, it's just, it's just amazing that we're still here with with cannabis we're still talking about stigmas and all stuff like that but i mean we need people like you guys that, are, that fight through this but wh where are we going with this we're why are we as, as a we're woman going forward but, we're what, going forward well it doesn't we're not sound gonna, like we're, we're not, going we're forward. not going to be going backwards and that's why we're putting up a fight okay it has to go through through three different chambers the the agriculture chamber okay. the fiscal and then the floor okay right um it they have what you call a live bomb in the Capitol building right now because okay. it's it's gotten to those two chambers. So let's talk about the reason why it got through those two chambers. Okay. Um, why did we get this far into this bill? What's going on? Um, just follow the money. It's just follow the money. Yeah. That is correct, yeah. which is what I've done. And since then, <laughs> I've decided to create a private sector okay. um, so that we can help bond together as peers as mm. business owners that are affected by these bills um so we can get proper representation sure. in 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 tallahassee because it caught us off guard um and and we need to be prepared sure. for the future um and so with the private sector um you know we're able to protect ourselves as individual store owners sure. um and and stay ahead of you know it's politics oh yeah it's you know, politics. it's interesting that you brought that up about the original law that was passed. It wasn't supposed to be vertical. So we wrote an intent of the mm -hmm. amendment, which opened up the marketplace that allowed for brands and allowed for products and allowed for distribution. But we passed that in 2016. And unfortunately, the previous license holders who got their license under, I don't want to get too much into the inside baseball, mm -hmm. but it got it under the CBD Act, filed lawsuits and changed the game for everybody. So the dispensaries that actually have the licenses in the state of Florida right now got their licenses under the old rules. The new rules are coming up right now, and we expect over 100 different applicants to apply in the state of Florida to mm. win 22 new licenses that are going to be awarded. So if they shut down Delta 8 or mm. THC products in the over-the-counter market, it's going to make it more attractive for those companies to pay a $140,000 non-refundable licensing fee. 100000 and a million dollars every two years as a license fee to sell cannabis products. How does everything get lumped together? Okay, it, just, it seems like, you know, uh, it could be cannabis is scared of, could be just Delta 8. And they just lump everything together. You see, it just seems to happen that way. It's, it's um, so the people are afraid because they don't have enough information. That's facts. Um, and so right now, you know, we are launching programs, educational programs, um, through grass, grassroots efforts okay. in order to be able to um, have these layers of protection for our business owners and then for our community as well, mm -hmm. um, because it's necessary. I believe in the American dream. Okay. I'm first generation born here in the United States. And um, for me, the hemp 2008 bill, farm bill was my saving grace. This meant, and what Nikki Fried and Holly Bell did with the Florida Department of mm -hmm. Agriculture in the state of Florida. Um, the reason why is because now I can be a small business owner in, the, in Florida mm -hmm. um, in the cannabis space, right? And that to me was the most beautiful thing because I 
was willing to give it everything that I have. What if they legalize it? You still gonna be able to be in the space? If they legalize cannabis? I don't know that. Medical uh, or recreational? If they if they legalize it towards recreational? Yeah. And, you know, what do you think's gonna happen? Well, they're gonna come after. So, they're gonna come after their money. That's what's gonna happen. It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a transition from the hemp space uh-huh. into the um, recreational. That's what it was supposed to be. If you had it, it was thought. Mm. That's what was being said around or rippling around that if, you know, the hemp program was going so well that if you had your hemp permits, um, the transition into mm. the recreational sure. would be like a grandfathered in. And unfortunately, what they're trying to do is shut those down. And then now what will happen is the marijuana dispensaries mm. will have the right to sell recreation. Sure. So we have a ballot initiative that's going to be up for vote in 2024, mm-hmm. which is going to legalize adult use recreational. So truly put $20 million into legalizing adult use in Florida. We have brands like Cookies and Jungle Boys coming mm. into Florida, willing to spend big money yep. to get in there. And you have companies like Cure Life and companies like Chill Coffee and companies like Dignitary Cafe, mm-hmm. which has introduced these products to the masses. Sure, absolutely. So there's 10,000 stores that have over 1,000 customers each. That's 9 to 10 million people. The medical marijuana program only has 700,000 mm-hmm. people in it. So now we have a large audience that's already tried sure. cannabis-based products sure. that are going to be driven to a dispensary. Well, that's another thing. It's um, I have to look at what's going on generationally. So... I sell most of my products through gas stations and convenience okay. stores. Um, right now, they're under attack, and so is Free sure Enterprise. They are. Yes, they are. Um, and, and I want to be a voice that represents them and speaks for them because, you know, they're good people, and they were our heroes sure. when COVID hit. They kept their doors open. They risked their lives to make sure that we were able to get our bare necessities and our goods. Uh, and so now I'm asking the senators to please not shut their doors um, on them voting yes to these bills would do that. So I ask that they vote no. Um, I've had cashiers tell me before, thank you for offering these pre-rolls to our community. And this is in a more lower income community. Mm-hmm. They said that this gives their, the people that purchase them the relief. Some people don't even go to the streets anymore to get marijuana. Sure. Mm-hmm. So that was beautiful to me. The reason why is because if somebody gets arrested for illegal marijuana, that's a generational institutionalized um, 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 cycle that's very difficult to get out of. So if I could offer our community something that's going to allow them to get um, uh, lab tested mm. um, products that are grown with organic practices here in the United States, processed here in the United States and sold here. Sure. Um, that gives them the relief and is affordable and is accessible, well, why are we gonna take that away from them? And it's, it's really gonna hurt the communities as well. Well, also, I wanna throw in, this mm-hmm. bill doesn't stop companies from shipping directly to people's homes. Which, you know, from which, out of state. Which, it does, it's not about that. That's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's not about what hemp or Delta 8 does. It's about the power and it's about who's, who's making yes. the money. So if, this cockamamie, one of these two cockamamie bills will pretty much say the same thing. Um, say they get passed, okay? What does it do to your business? You're shut down, it would not? be It would be shut down shut overnight down. by July 1st. I would be a felon, and anybody that uses or sells our products would have a felony charge if they're caught. Just like that. Just That's, like that. 
No, I'm gonna fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. Gonna, we're not gonna let it happen. What about something like that? Chill coffee. You'll say it, it wouldn't kill us because it's not big. Yeah. Chill coffee. You guys have a little bit more products than we do. So probably about thirty percent of our product line is the high THC okay. products. I mean, okay. we'll just shift and sell different products, unfortunately. But we don't want to do that. We've opened up our store to be able to allow people to access these products, and it's working for them for sleep. Mm. It's working for them for the things that for the people that don't want to go out and get their medical cards. Sure, so, sure. I mean, for the retailers, the retailers, they'll bounce back. Smoke shops, things have been banned. Things have been um, made illegal over the years. That's the one thing that I've seen that's constant. Mm. For the manufacturers and the distribution companies, this is going to be detrimental because they that. have inventory. They have products in their pipeline. They've done packaging look at the beautiful packaging thank you oh my goodness I, <laughs> you know? I put a lot of my heart yeah. into the packaging yes, as well absolutely um but that's that's what it's about listen as, as a business owner okay when, when i look at something like this and i have a lot of i have a lot of people i was just saying as far as collaborating i i, I collaborate with as, as many people as, or anybody in tampa area okay and that's mm -hmm. not saying anything about me i just run into a lot of people okay yeah. So what you're packaging, the art, the way something is presented is everything. It is. It's everything. Like I can look at this right here and right away it tells me you've already made a lot of mistakes because you can't do that in one swipe. You can't do that. That's true. You got to make a lot of mistakes. And listen, my dignitary stuff, that's not one off stuff. Like we've been mm -hmm. making mistakes you got to eliminate some things and so it, it, you've done a wonderful job I wonderful that. And, I, you. and obviously you you take a lot of pride in it so now both of these bills i read a couple things in these bills uh, the bills at a max potency level of 0.5 uh, milligrams of total thc now w wait a minute now i mean what what is it now <laughs> so right now it's five milligrams per serving and they've got a cap at 50 milligrams per package, which still is not enough. Five opposed to 0.5? Yes. So that, that's like, a, like, you, nobody's- Well, you, for instance, how, how much, how many milligrams in one of your pre-rolls? Um, so a lot of milligrams in oh, one yeah. of our pre-rolls. So she has over 50 milligrams. Sure. Over 50 milligrams, in, in a yes. Pre -roll. But this isn't an edible though. Okay. So when you it, have an correct, edible, yes. it changes into a different chemical called eleft. 11 hydroxy metabolite mm -hmm. which is like nine times stronger um and so that's the reason why you have these different effects right uh you know we have our endocannabinoid system mm -hmm. which is an endogenous system that has been there um since the beginning of time mm -hmm. every single animal in the world has the endocannabinoid system mm -hmm. um and and so it just depends on what parts of the endocannabinoid system you activate you sure. have your cb1 receptors mm -hmm. and then your cb2 receptors which are predominantly in your gut and your cb1 in uh cerebral okay um so when you smoke it you're gonna have a different experience than when you eat it okay. but but the milligrams count for everything so it doesn't matter if it's an edible if it's oh, a pre-roll yeah. if yeah. it's anything per serving and per package mm -hmm. is going to change pre-rolls it's sure. going to everything change everything edibles. yeah you're right so change everything that's but out i've there. heard some people military people people with ptsd they're like listen i need this much and if you if this limit this, I got to take a bottle of it. 
Yep. You know, it does, right, so it, right, none of right. it makes none of it makes sense. It's like building a road. Um, it's like building a highway in the middle of a forest, mm -hmm. right? Those animals still have to cross. Correct. Yeah. You know, you still have this uh, inner communication system sure. in your body mm -hmm. um, that needs cannabinoids, okay. whether the government likes it or not. Mm -hmm. Our our body actually needs it, mm -hmm. right? So it helps your cells reach homeostasis. It regulates your temperature. Okay. Um, it helps with pain. So anxiety, so many reasons. And so for them to try and Frankenstein a molecule or an ingredient that your body needs mm. is just, that's not right. Sure, understand. They need to do more research. The, the farm bill actually helped us open up a space where doctors can finally research cannabis. Okay. When, they, when it was illegal before, because mm -hmm. it was federally, um, uh, it was under, it was a schedule one sure. under, the, under the federal law. Mm. And so... I think that we need to do more research. USF would be affected as well. Okay. They have an entire hemp program right now. I, 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 you I, have you dealt with the USF people? We would like to. I would like to get in touch with them yes. myself. Yeah, yeah you, you know, the, and the, the fact remains, this program's been in place for over three years. We don't have any problems going on. There's no reason to shut it down. We got a federally legal system. You know, you can understand maybe some changes that people want to make, but what they're doing right now is strictly for money. Um, this, there's no money, other though. reason to shut this down. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like in the vape crisis where you had people dying and going to the hospital oh, and you had to make a choice. So right now, them trying to introduce these bills, they're just unwinding everything that Nikki Freed and Holly Bell put into play. We have a federal law that protects all of our businesses in the state mm. of Florida. We, there's no debating on if this is good for people. We know this is good for correct people, and it works well we do we know it but we're still here fighting for it but for a normal person like we're 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 advocates okay um but what what else is there to do out there because when i sit here and i watch all these different people speak about cannabis that are that are in uh tallahassee wherever they are and they're like well what's gonna happen if your kid gets a hold of a marijuana gummy they're gonna blah 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 and i was like oh come on listen marijuana cocaine your gummies your gun tequila tequila your How alcohol many opioids that's are what sold? I'm come on they you prescribe adderall to kids why hasn't of course they do why hasn't you know anything like that so it's just what they're saying, and, and that's why we've decided to represent ourselves as mm -hmm. business owners in the independent and the private sector, um, for gas stations and convenience stores, because okay. they're the ones that are really kind of under attack in that regard they will of, be the in kids, trouble, yes. of the kids. And so what I'd like to say to them is I've spoken to so, I made many mistakes. Mm -hmm. For three years, I've been door to door, mm -hmm. building these relationships with the Good gas station you. owners. And I know them as heroes. Heroes that kept their doors open mm -hmm. for our community. So I asked to not shut the doors on them because, mm -hmm. you know, they do make sure. some kind of income off of mm -hmm. off of this business. You're right. They won't lose their business, mm -hmm. but they're trying to say that kids go into their stores mm -hmm. and get these products. And that's just not true. Well, listen, everybody's going to have there's an exception to everything. OK, it has it happened. Everything has happened in this world. OK, they're going to say, well, what about that one time? Okay, so it's it's that's not a big problem in our world. I just don't understand why people are evading all these true, real problems and going mm -hmm. towards hemp. They're trying to get rid of kratom. You're trying to get rid of a botanical tea, you know. And, and it, they've been trying to do that for years too. So, and and again, every industry faces challenges like this sure by the does, government. Sure it does. But you know, 
the over-the-counter, all-natural products, they battle pharma, big pharma. So they don't want people to understand mm -hmm. that. No. So who's so ultimately we could sit here and bellyache all we want. Somebody has to be behind this. Is it is it is this politics? Is it just straight up money like it normally is? How, I mean, is there an easy solution? Who ultimately is behind this? Who so, should we blame for this? MSOs as a whole. So mm -hmm. multi-state operators. So the multi-state operators are actually introducing bills like this through their lobbyists in seven different states. So it's not just Florida that this is occurring in. Mm. Right now, Georgia's under attack, Alabama, Arkansas. Kentucky just overcame a bill that would have went into place that would have put people out of business. And then some other states like California and Nevada have enacted things that have limited. So Delta 8, the champ show, the biggest show in the smoke shop industry, could not have Delta 8 products on the floor at the Las Vegas Convention Center this year. So what do you what do you say about when they talk about, and I don't like to throw stones at anybody, but there's been some rumors that there's been some people in the cannabis business that are uh, have pushed it that way. Well, that's what we're seeing. So we're seeing very similar language, template language in different states, mm -hmm. which do this, they limit the ability for all of us to sell these products, mm -hmm. but there's specific lines in there that allow the MMTCs to sell them. So, you know, there is language in there mm -hmm. that protects the marijuana dispensaries. So these bills did not just come from nowhere. They have been introduced, you know, in a, in a concerted effort because I, I'll face it, marijuana dispensaries are down 85% over the last two years in the stock market. So if you look at the public entities or the public stock mm -hmm. and that over the last two years, that's when the hemp industry is flourished. Sure. And now, what would you like to see happen, Yamara? What do you want to see happen? What I would like to see happen is um, for the bills to die, okay. you know, um, and for the private sector to really get together and hire really good lobbyists. Okay. The same because the money is there. And like he was saying that. Who cares? But who is caring that much? Who do we have that cares? Nikki cares? Freed? Nikki, Nikki Freed? Freed? Who, who else? That's the problem. I don't think there's enough names. There's a, we hear a lot of names of people that are fighting against us. There's not enough people on our side. Well, Wilton Simpson, who runs agriculture right now, he got a $100,000 donation mm -hmm. from True Leave, $75,000 from a few other. So they are be donating. So the big money is there. When we were trying to legalize marijuana back in 2014, the only one that was putting money up was John Morgan. And That's nobody else was paying. Yes. And when we would go up there and we would lobby from office to office, mm. the real deals were being done at the steakhouse across the street. And that's still going on today. Joe Redner has been a name in the Joe past that's been involved. Absolutely. I was Joe's with Joe good, and good Joe's group. Mine, yes. And Joe got pushed out. So Joe was part of the group mm. that wrote the intent of the amendment, yeah. which would have opened up the market for him and allowed him to open up a business as well. Yeah. So they're going after a license. I know they are. But that has been thwarted since 2016. We're in 2023 no right doubt, now, guys. No doubt. See, they should lobby against their own policy and change vertical integration to horizontal integration and it allow, was allow small businesses to be able to be a part of the cannabis space. Well, I'm going to say this because we only have 20 more seconds. Yeah. If we sit here and wish for them to do that, we'll yeah. be wasting our breath because money is not going to shy, shy away from money. Mm -hmm. They don't let us in. And unfortunately, we're not in that little group. But uh, thank you, young thank lady. Thank you. For, thank for, you so for, much. For being a thank wonderful you. Guest. Tom, thank you for everything thank you you've done always. in the past. Thank you. And this is Ian Meckles signing off for Plant Power. Everybody go out there and smoke something delicious. I know I will. <laughs>